Hello, my dear creatives. Welcome to Do It For The Process. This is a podcast dedicated to creatives and creative businesses. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place, and I'm happy that you're here today. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords. I'm an artist, educator, mother of three, travel lover who is aching to go somewhere. Oh my goodness. And I'm currently launching a beautiful course called Making Artwork. You may have heard about it. (laughs) Whether you've been here for a while or not, you may have heard about it. It's kind of making waves in the creative industry. And it's a true honor and delight to get to be in this space with so many creative entrepreneurs, with so many artists who are ready to grow their businesses and take this seriously. Making Artwork is one of the sweetest gifts in my life and in the lives of our alumni and in our students that are currently enrolled, which also could be you. Making Artwork opens only once a year, and that time is right now. We're currently open, and the doors will stay open through the 25th. So you have a luxurious day to consider and listen to your intuition, listen to your your path, your aspirations, your goals to see if this aligns with you. I would also ask that you consider whether you are listening to your fears. I've gotten to talk to a lot of creatives this week, a lot of creatives, like thousands. (laughs) And one thing that I'm noticing is a lot of us listen to our fears because our fears feel safe. Our fears feel like they're guiding us. And and nobody calls them fears, right? Like nobody says, oh yes, I'm being led by fear. (laughs) No, 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 no. Fear most often feels like safety or like you're staying in a place that you're familiar with or you are not doing something risky or slightly bold or too out there. Fear often feels like the safest path, it really does. But what is safety really? What is safety when you really strip it back and you look at it and analyze it honestly? Safety is familiarity. Safety is staying in the person that you are, in the place that you are, in the mold that you're currently living within and not expanding outside of that. Because you know what, honestly, outside of your safe little mold that you're currently existing in and that I'm currently existing in, we're so cozy in here. And outside of that, it might be full of broken glass. We don't know. We can't see until you take that brave step. You realize that the ledge is actually firm. It's not going to shatter beneath your feet. It actually is firm. Your dreams are calling to you for a reason. Your intuition is asking you to be brave and bold, to do something extraordinary. And why is that? Well, I have a few theories about this. You know I do. (laughs) My first theory is you have something inside of you that needs to be shared. Which, to be fair, we all do. That's what humans are. That's what humans do. But you are here. You clicked play on this podcast for a reason. And that reason is you have something inside of you that needs to be shared more boldly and more beautifully. And your intuition is saying, I need to grow. I need to listen to something that Emily is saying today because I need to grow today, right? Like if you're getting really clear and honest, unless you're here to make fun of me, which that's a different a different thing and you totally can't, that's fine. <laughs> but I would imagine that's not why you clicked play. There are, there are funnier people out there, maybe. <laughs> and I'm sure that you're here because you want to grow. Now, my other theory is whether you want to or not, you're creating beautiful work that needs to be shared and is being shared and your work 
wants to grow. If you are a poet or a painter or a weaver or a ceramicist or a chef or a photographer, whatever your medium may be, it is good, it is beautiful, it is needed, it is also actively asking to be bigger and bolder in the world. Your work wants to be shared. Your work wants to expand. We are currently in a very interesting time in human history, a very interesting time where our creative work has the ability to expand without our effort. That's incredible. You put your work on Pinterest and guess what? It can go viral. You put your work on Instagram and guess what? It can be seen by thousands of people without you having to bring it to their faces, without you having to be like, hi, look at my work. Hi, look at my work. Hi, look at my work. In years past, that's what you had to do. You had to go have a meeting. You had to have an opening. You had to have something, you know, very physically involved and very extroverted. And now we have the huge, oh my goodness, I'm so thankful for this blessing of being able to put our work into the world elegantly and effectively and consistently. And our work, our work gets to do its own job of being big and bold in the world, as long as you allow it to do so. And both of those things, both the you you know, bringing your work to the world effectively and well and beautifully, and your work being allowed to sing on its own are really big focuses inside of making art work. In case you don't know what this course is, like I just keep talking about it and talking about it. Let me just give you some context. Making Art Work is a 12-week course for creative entrepreneurs who want to grow their businesses. It is beautiful. It is nourishing. It is deeply understanding of what it means to be a creative and a creative business owner because let's just be real. It's a very tender and exciting, but also a very, um, a career that's wrought with a lot of ups and downs because you're constantly being asked to share your beautiful work with the world effectively and consistently, but it's still your vulnerable, intimate work, which takes a lot of bravery to do well. So this course equips you to do that well, to share your work effectively and clearly and beautifully with the world. How do we do that? Well, each module focuses on a new portion of, or not a new, but a different portion of a creative career. We talk about sustainable creativity, effective marketing, websites that really sell for you and convert really well, branding for artists, because as you know, via the last episode, you have a brand. And it's very important to think clearly, what is my brand saying in the world? Because your brand is saying something. And it might not be what you want unless you're thoughtful about it, right? (laughs) Social media for growth, because I know that social media is a huge part of our marketing in 2021 and beyond. And this this, uh, module is really finely tuned to help you grow sustainably without social media taking all of your time, right? We have other things to do. Diversifying your business, adding things like wholesale or licensing or different offerings like in-person events when those are sustainable and, and, you know, careful to do again. Um, Module seven is pricing for profit because as you know, as a creative, pricing your work can be a little bit tricky. Your profit margins might look really different from what you might learn in business school or in business books. You sell something that is highly valuable and highly emotional. So it's tricky to price really carefully. There are not a lot of formulas for creatives, for artists. So we talk through pricing and adding value to your work in this module in particular. Selling your art in collections or your, not even your art, but whatever you create, selling bodies of work 
in collections. A lot of creatives, you know this, we've talked about collections quite a lot on this podcast. I love collections, but a lot of creatives work in these really good energy arcs. So you have the idea and things are kind of quiet and small, and then your energy and your output and your creative work grows and grows and grows and grows and grows, and and you have this big arc of creating, and then you come to the other side and you get to shrink a little bit because your energy is kind of past. You've expended your idea, and now you're ready to sell that body of work. That is a beautiful energy output for creatives and for entrepreneurs. It works so, so well. It's really effective for your audience and for your marketing and for your sales as well. So we talk all about that in module eight. In module nine, we have pitching your work. This is really practical. Oh my gosh, so practical. Some of my best PR and my best things have come because I know how to send a good pitch. I know how to send a good email and pitch my work so that it really is appealing to whoever's seeing the email, whether it's an editor for a magazine or a TV host or a shop that I want to carry my work or a brand that I want to partner with. And I share examples for how you can do this in your work as well. We're also going to have a few guest experts that really touch on several of these things beautifully that I'll talk about in just a minute. In module 10, we have my favorite module of all. Have I said that yet? It is. It's my favorite module of all. Module 10, we talk about marketing 102. And this is where we get really next level with our marketing and think intentionally about the different spaces that we're meeting our audience, the different needs that we're meeting within our audience, whether they know it or not. We also have a really practical marketing blueprint in this in this module, and it takes you through exactly how to bring your work to the world step by step, almost week by week and day by day, depending on what you're launching. Large collection, large item, large course, large thing, um, a few high-priced or exclusive things, ongoing you know promotional things like prints or products that you always have on hand or things that are evergreen, and then how to run a a really good sale. Because running a sale can be tricky as a creative because you don't want to diminish the value of your work, but you also want to have a sale, right? Like there's that kind of push and pull. So how to do that effectively. Email marketing, which is module 11, talks about how to meet your audience and how to really engage with them via their inbox. It's an often underutilized, um, talked about frequently, but often we don't really use that space well. So this is your space to really focus on how to make your email really beautiful. And then finally, we have growth for success. This is one of the most important modules of all. We wrap up, we talk about mental health, we talk about sustainability, we talk about how to actually consistently grow from here on out. Because if you think about it, we have been together for 12 short weeks. 12 weeks. That's one trimester if you've had a baby. (laughs) That's um, part of a college. I guess it's about a college um, semester. It's not that long. And to expect to know how to do everything, how it should all feel, how it should be done is that's kind of impossible. You can't really implement everything during the course. So I want you to leave the course knowing that you are fully equipped to make actual change in your business and to make these things actually work for you and your business healthfully and sustainably and with all of your your passions and your loves fully engaged and fully present. Okay, go join us. It's right. It's so, so good. It's such a beautiful, good course. And I pour all of my wisdom and all of my knowledge into that space. If you've gotten content and goodness out of this podcast, this is the tip of the iceberg. Like, truly. (laughs) 
join me in the course. It gets all of my love for 12 weeks and well, more like 14 weeks really, because we have, you know, there's always more things. And then we talked throughout the summer as well. So all that to say, it is a place that I pour all of my energy and love and it pays off in dividends because I get to watch the creative community thrive, which makes me very happy. All right, let's dive into today's episode, Evaluate, Share, and Elevate. You ready? Let's go. To start us off, let's take it way, way back to when I was a baby entrepreneur. I had just begun my business. I had just officially launched my art career after my firstborn daughter was, um, you know, just born and I found myself kind of restless and at home and I was like, all right, I have this skill let's see if it can become something. We would watch Julie and Julia and I had a fire in my heart that just, oh, I had to, I had to create, I had to do this thing. I had to launch this project. So I launched a painting a day and it was a beautiful, beautiful season of my life. However, this is something that for sure was true in my, in my business and may have been true in yours. Maybe you're currently still here at this phase in my business. I did not have an aspirational brand. I didn't even know what that was. Nobody had said, Emily, you're an artist. Guess what? You need to have a brand. I'm telling you that, by the way. You know this. So if you're just hearing this for the first time, know that you are not alone. I absolutely did not have an aspirational brand. I didn't even know what a brand was. I thought a brand was Gap or Target or Old Navy or Ford or whatever company you want to put a big, you know, shiny label on. And in doing so, In not understanding how aspirational my work could be, how aspirational my brand could be, I didn't know this, but I was limiting the value of my work. Let me say that again. Because I didn't understand how aspirational and valuable and beautiful my work could be in the world, I actively limited its reach without knowing. Of course, had I known this, I would have been like, oh, wow, okay. I'm going to re- reconsider some things and, you know, change this up a little bit. And of course, I want to value my work, right? I was undervaluing my work, my voice, my efforts. And in doing so, I was also undervaluing my collectors. And if you are like, I think this might be me, don't worry, we've got this. Anytime you think of something that might need a change in your business, I want you also to think, now I have space to play. Now I have space to try something new and to play in a new way. So as I talk about this, I want you to kind of think about it this way. If somebody buys something for their home or for themselves, or maybe a new outfit, maybe some new shoes, maybe a new pillow for their couch, maybe something, a lovely dish for their table, whatever it may be, they buy something that they find to be beautiful. Well, in order to find something beautiful, we have to value it. We have to sense that it is worthy. It is special. It is elevated in some way. For many art buyers, we are not looking for a deal. We are not looking for the cheapest painting. Have you ever heard of an art collector looking for the cheapest painting? No, 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 no. So if you're selling a high-end beautiful luxury good, which all fine art, all handmade, all intentionally created things are, then you're also meeting an audience that wants to buy something valuable. It's very, very exciting, isn't it? So how can you make your work more valuable in people's eyes? Well, it definitely begins with you. A few days ago, we talked about valuing your creative process because it brings you joy and it brings you fulfillment and it brings you all kinds of good things. So start 
there. If you don't think your work is valuable, if you don't sense how precious and needed it is in your life, then you're, you're going to have a hard time translating that, that beauty and that intention and that um, value to your audience. It definitely has to begin with you. And the more you can really resonate with that personally, the easier it will be to turn that marketing around and treat it as if it is generosity, not begging for a sale or trying to get someone to buy something that's not valuable or that they don't really want. People want what you're selling. They would never buy it if they didn't want it. They're not buying it because you're a charity case. No one no one wants that. They're buying it because they value it. They think it's delightful. They think it's beautiful. They find joy in it. So when you know why you create and you know why it matters, then you can easily and naturally share that love with your audience. So go inward. It starts with you. And then you can share that generously with your audience. So how do you elevate your work? That's kind of a a very elusive idea. What does that mean, Emily? I don't know how to do this. (laughs) I've actually had several Q&As this week where someone has asked me this exact question. Yes, I understand that you keep saying these words, Emily, but what do they mean? How do I do this? Okay, let's back it up a little bit. You have your beautiful work. It's on your easel. It's on your loom. It's on your potter's wheel. It's on your writing table. Whatever you create, you have your beautiful thing. Now, what touches your thing when it's out in the world? Your website, your social media, the photography that you use to share your work, the packaging that you use to send it off into the world, the words that you use when you discuss your work out in the world, all of these things touch your work and are the platform on which your work gets to speak. If these things are not adding value, perceived value, trust, reassurance, elevation to your audience, then your audience is not going to pay attention to your work. It's as simple as that. It's honestly so, so simple. But if your work is beautiful and good, or it's on a journey to become so that's totally fine. And all of the things that support your work are also beautiful and valuable, then your work will be seen and heard and felt in the world in a deep and beautiful way. So what I recommend doing is these three words. You ready? Evaluate, share, elevate. Evaluate, share, elevate. Evaluate, share, elevate. (laughs) What I mean by that is look at your work, Is it good? Is it beautiful? Yes, it is. Look at everything that is around your work, website, photography, copy, how you're sharing it, all the things, all of the things that touch your work. Now, how can you elevate? Just just choose one of them today. How can you elevate one of those things today? And then you can try something else tomorrow. And then as you progress, you have learned to evaluate, share, and elevate consistently time and time again. And by the end of a month of doing this, you will have a completely different vision for how your work can be in the world and so will your audience. That is the magic of making art work is by the end of three months, you have such a clear vision. You are so, so equipped to grow your creative work and to share it with the world so beautifully that your audience can't help but pay attention and also pay, (laughs) pay dollars (laughs) or whatever currency you're in. So to begin that journey, which is a lifelong process, you know, this is a slow and gradual thing. No one jumps from, you know, making no money without a brand vision, no concept of what this means to all of a sudden you are this glorious, beautifully well-defined brand with all the things rolling and all the things working and the website and the social media and um, the beautiful photography and, you know, 
the brand partnerships. No, 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 no. That would be, that would be very, very painful. Actually, that's too much growth too quickly. But if you treat this like a journey, a lifelong process where you grow consistently day by day, day by day, make one thing a little bit better, make it a little bit more beautiful, a little bit more aligned with your vision. As you let your vision grow and increase and become beautiful, so will your output. So really it begins with your vision for how your work can be in the world. How beautiful can it be? Really sit with that for a little bit. How beautiful are you going to allow your work to be in the world? Because you are in charge of this. You are completely in charge of this. Inside of Making Art Work, I say quite often that if you don't establish the value of your work, nobody will. Not even a gallery, not a museum, not a curator, nobody. That's your job. They won't see the value until you show it to them also. So begin that journey, take it step by step, view your brand from the outside, visit your website from the outside, look at your Instagram account as if you were a total stranger. How does it feel? Is it giving off all the vibes that you want? Look at your work. Are there places to elevate it? Are there places for it to grow? Look at your photos on Facebook. Are they are they serving you well or are they kind of, you know, not really thoughtful? Look at your work from all angles and then find ways that you can love your work a little bit better by making it a little bit more beautiful in the world. There are always ways to grow. There are always things to improve. And like I said at, at the beginning, that's the fun. That's the fun part of running a business is you have space to grow. If you didn't have space to grow, then you are a robot and you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And that's terribly boring. But as a creative, you need those challenges. We need those, those places to problem solve. And this is a perfect example to do that. Okay. What I recommend practically is give yourself a compliment sandwich. Yes, just like a breakup, but you're not breaking up with yourself or your work. You're falling more and more in love with it. But a compliment sandwich is a great way to move forward. Okay, so here's what you do. You've evaluated your brand. You've looked at everything and you've said, okay, I'm doing really good in this area. Give yourself a compliment. Let yourself acknowledge how far you've come, how beautifully you're doing. I am doing so well at doing this podcast right now. Not really, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Or my photos from the last couple of months. I'm so proud of them. I really, really am. Like, honestly, that's something that I'm like, yes, I am making the kind of progress that I want to see in this area. In my flat lace styling, in my photography, in my my last collection release, all the things. That's really somewhere that I love. And then, and then after you have your first compliment, you're going to say, but I have one area that I need to improve. My one area that I need to improve is... I think I need to become a little bit more consistent in in this podcast and in how I share things with the world. It's hard for me to do because I run out of energy and I spend my energy doing things that I love and that matter a lot to me, but you know, consistency is also important. So I need to get better at that. I'm saying that here on this podcast, let's see if I can do it. And then give yourself yet another compliment. And I'm so thankful for how I showed up here in the past. So give yourself a compliment sandwich, something that you're doing so well that you can be like, yes, I am making progress. I am doing so well. This is great. And then one space to improve. And then again, give yourself that grace, give yourself that goodness because you are doing incredibly well. All right. I hope this has been encouraging to you. I'm going to say something that I hope you hear. I'm going to say two things that I hope you hear. Are you ready? The first is this. If you're feeling overwhelmed by this, 
please, please, please stop. And I mean that with all the love in my heart. Overwhelm will not help you make progress. Overwhelm is fear manifesting inside of you. Don't let it. Don't let it. If you're feeling overwhelmed, let's just make a list. Let's look at that list and say, okay, what matters most to my progress right now? And then just do that. And the rest of the things, can, they can wait. They're, they're present. They're in your mind. Of course, we have things that we can always be doing. But find joy in your work. Share that joy clearly. And just elevate one thing today. And then one thing tomorrow. And no rush. You'll get there eventually. I promise you. The second thing that I want to leave you with is this. If you have been given something beautiful to share, which you have, You have also been given the creativity, energy, knowledge, and resources needed to share it well. All right, guys, I hope this has been encouraging and helpful. I hope that you have a little fire lit underneath you that will inspire you to make good change in your business. It is so worthy and so, so worth it. If making it work feels like the right step in your progress, join us. Doors close tomorrow at midnight. Please join us before they do, because otherwise you have to wait a full year. And 2022 just sounds like, oh my gosh, like a sci-fi novel. Like it's so far away. So join us this year. A year is too long to wait to make this kind of progress on your business. And I will fully equip you to make that progress. As long as you show up for yourself, show up for your work, and get ready to make some substantial change in your business and in your creative career. I can't wait to get to know you and your work in that space. You can learn more at emilydeffordslearn.com and I can't wait to see you in there. Okay, I'm gonna leave you with this. I haven't done this mantra in a little while, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that today. May you be well, may you create good work, and may you always do it for the process. All right, bye for now.